0: Hey guys, it's Allie and Lindsay here, and we want to talk to you about our new favorite wine subscription. It is Weinster. The best thing about Winester is that they work with small wineries. You know BSN loves supporting small local businesses, and Winester is just that, supporting real people making real wine. These guys will curate a hand-picked shipment for you from the best small wine producers in the U.S. So my favorite part about Winester is the fact that
2: McKinley Wright from the logo. Oh, got it! Oh, McKinley Wright! Breaks a tackle. touchdown! Touchdown! That's five for Chris Brown! The defense of Tomlinson! Colorado is going to the NCAA Tournament! Stewart with time. Let's it go! He's got three people down there! The ball's up in the air.
3: What's up, everybody? Welcome into the BSN Buffs podcast presented by Total Beverage. I'm your host, Henry Chisholm. Before we start talking buffs, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. For a limited time, TotalBev is offering 20% off your purchase on their website and their app. Use code BSN20 to save 20% and have it delivered to your door. Let's jump into the show. Day two of Buffs Camp is over. Of course, I was up in Boulder this morning to talk with Mel Tucker, uh, Katie Nixon, and Stephen Montez about their thoughts on the second day of camp and where the team is in general and KD Nixon really stole the show. He, that guy's just a ball of energy. I, I had never t- spoken with him before today, and he took the podium and told a bunch of stories. And it really sounds like he is locked in going into this season. Uh, he talked about how he's focused on improving his body. Uh, he, he was talking with... uh. He was talking about how back when Phil Lindsay was in Boulder, Phil used to spend all of his time in the training room. And KD was confused by that. He thought like, well, why aren't you out there working out? Why aren't you building muscle? Why aren't you trying to get faster running routes, all this kind of stuff? And Phil would just kind of laugh at him and say like, you're working so hard. And and as a junior now, KD says that he kind of figured out that what's most important is just keeping your body in peak condition, not necessarily – you know, raising the ceiling by being able to lift more, or run faster, that kind of stuff. But making sure that every time you step on the field, it's going to react the best it is capable of reacting. You're not going to have as many down days. You're not going to have, you know, whatever, a, a bum calf. You're you're not going to have like a sore bicep, any of that kind of stuff. Because he, he says he's spending three hours a day working on that kind of stuff with the strength and conditioning team. Uh rolling him out, stretching out his muscles, all this kind of stuff to keep him in shape and he says that it's working. Uh I th- he actually I think he might have opened the press conference by saying he's having a great camp and he can tell because he passed his conditioning test for the first time ever, which surprised me because a guy like KD you'd think would be able to pass a conditioning test. He's really fast, seems like a great athlete. I mean, seeing him in person, he is a little bit shorter than you'd expect, but That kind of surprised me, and it's good to hear. He also spoke a lot about how close this group of receivers is and how it it doesn't sound like he's the only one who's starting to see things this way and see that you do need to put that time in. You do need to cut things out. You can't just go eat when you're done with practice. You have to go up to the trainers and make sure that your body is rehabbing from the workout you just put it through. And from what he's heard and he said he mentioned Laviska and Tony Brown specifically and we're going to talk more about Tony Brown today but that's that's good stuff to hear that's exactly what you want to hear from him um i think the highlight of Katie's press conference was when he said uh here's the exact quote i made a decision leave girls alone I think that's a big big upgrade in maturity. That's me being able to say just focus on football. <laughs> that's something. Um for for a college football player, especially like a receiver, like a, that's a pretty flashy job to say like I'm I'm not even thinking about girls. I'm just thinking about football, keeping my body in the best shape possible and going out and winning football games. As a bus fan, that has to be what you want to hear whether having a girlfriend or spending time with girls is really going to make a huge difference in his football ability. Who knows, but his mind is 100% on what's going on on the field. And you know what? That's a good sign. Um, Yeah, that that's the, those are the high points of what Katie had to say. He was the first one to take the podium today after practice Uh, Following him was Steven Montez. And Steven had some interesting stuff to say too. Um, Mostly that he feels good in the offense. He said that uh, anything that they've put in so far, installed, any play, any concept, he's confident that he could run it. I think think the quote was pretty flawlessly. So that's good. And he, he spoke a lot more about how... He, uh, it was kind of interesting because he said, you know, I've always been focused. There isn't like a difference there, but he did also say some things that would make you think that maybe he wasn't always locked in in the past. So here's, here's a quote from him. He said, when I first came in, it was all about having fun and having a good time and loving the sport. The more I've been here, the more I've learned. It's about business. It's about winning games. That's definitely what the next level is about. It's purely about business. And that's good stuff. It shows that he's matured from, you know, back early on when he flashed the frat sign after scoring a touchdown. He kind of gets that his job is to focus on football. That is about business and winning games and fun is important, but it's not nearly as important as the other stuff. I mean, fun football was back when you were young and you weren't earning a scholarship for doing it. It still doesn't feel like he was totally bought into that though because he did say you know that's what the next level about is about you know the nfl it's purely about business and so there is still a little bit of that fun in there which you know there's nothing wrong with that he is a college kid that's how pretty much every college football player in the country feels it just doesn't sound as good after hearing katie nixon rattle off all of the different things he's done this summer to become the best possible athlete. To say to hear Montez say, you know, it's it's about business, the next level's purely about business. Not a huge difference, but there is just a little bit of a gap there. Overall, I mean I was pretty impressed. Wasn't impressed as I was by KD. Um you know, Montez said, I think I've always been focused. I like to have fun while I was doing it, but this is just keep your mouth shut, think about the plays, think about what you're doing, and that is a great step in the right direction. He uh, he said that in the past, the problem hasn't been focus. It's been tr- learning from his mistakes and learning how he can fix them going forward. And that's something that he's really worked on with the new coaching staff and something that he sounds like uh, he feels he's confident in his ability to do. And that's really important. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Katie Nixon kind of blew the doors off he was very impressive seemed totally focused in all the right ways he seemed sharp and quick Steven Montez was like maybe a half step behind him but it's it's kind of tough to keep up with KD when you when KD's saying yeah I'm now spending three hours a day with the trainers here's my story about what I learned from Phil Lindsay Uh, I'm not even talking to girls anymore like that's just almost impossible to match Overall, I mean, it sounds like Montez feels confident. Uh, Katie Nixon said the same thing. He says he hasn't had any trouble picking up the new playbook. He said he's studying all day. And again, that's what you want to hear. And we don't get to see practice, so we can't say it doesn't look like you're in the playbook all day. But pretty much everybody's saying all the right things. They say that everything's on track. And the first open practice of camp likely the only open practice of camp is tomorrow Saturday and we will get to see and we'll get to see more about what, what I'm excited to see is the what this offense looks like and that's what we're going to be talking about in the second segment is what exactly to look for in tomorrow's practice but that's going to be our first look um, of course we also heard from Mel Tucker he was the last one to take the podium and there was one one comment he made that I thought was really interesting. So he said uh the the first he, he starts every press conference by talking about what happened that day before he takes any questions he, he names a couple of the guys who really stood out and basically says whether he was pleased with practice or not. The whole thing takes about two minutes. And the first name he mentioned today was senior wide receiver Tony Brown. Um and what he said was he and Steven Montez have a very good chemistry. He showed up in some intermediate routes and also in the deep routes. I really like what I heard right there. Uh he showed up in some intermediate routes. I've talked a lot about what how that's been what's missing from this offense last year. And hopefully this means that we will see more of it this year. That we'll see uh those just like those 10, 12 yard digs, that kind of stuff where you can pick up a first down just right there, just right off a throw. You don't even have to worry about getting to third down because you're throwing passes that can just keep you ahead of the sticks, keep you on schedule, keep you moving down the field. And that was not what was happening last year. So apparently Tony Brown was looking good running those routes today. And also he and Steven have a good chemistry. That means that Steven was hitting him on those routes And that's important because we don't know whether the buffs weren't running those routes uh, because Steven Montez couldn't do it or whether he hasn't had a chance to prove that he can throw those because they just never called them for some other reason. So hearing that Steven has been hitting on those routes is very, very important. And it means that we could see a lot more of that this year, which would just make this offense a lot more diverse, a lot more dynamic, um, and less predictable. So, liked what I heard there. It also means, I mean, the fact that Tony Brown is getting shout, shouted out, he's a guy who... I, I think a lot of people had him penciled in at fourth receiver. I know I did. He seems like, you know, he's a senior. He, he knows what he's doing. He's a guy he can put on the field. Obviously, Laviska number one. Katie, number two. That number three spot reports have made it sound like it's going to be dimitri stanley the red shirt freshman uh because he's a a very good athlete even though he is still pretty raw hearing tony brown's name get shouted out by mel tucker today has to make you question that has to make you think maybe maybe this is going to be tony brown instead of dimitri stanley at the third receiver At the very least, it sounds like Tony Brown does have that fourth job, at least so far. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer, established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they're calling this a lighthearted Kolsch Ale. But for those of you who have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. You'll be able to see all of the events we have planned and we will be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time.
1: but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases
3: i would recommend frosted leaf to a friend and i would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help
1: check out frosted leaf's three denver locations and download their app today
3: okay there are a couple more notes that i want to get through from camp today um really just one more uh Mel Tucker said again that he wants to use a bunch of different running backs. He doesn't want to just have one bell cow who's going to be carrying the entire load. Uh, we've talked about how that's probably going to be a combination of sophomore Alex Fontenot and freshman Jaron Mangum, maybe with a couple more guys mixed in, but those two seem like the top two as of now. Um, He said there hasn't been much update there because... Uh, they want to see what happens with the pads on. That makes it tougher to protect the ball. And that's a very important part of being a running back. So that was about it. He also mentioned pass protection being important. Um, he also mentioned that a couple of the young guys today really flashed. One of them was Mangham, who could be the starter, Possibly. Uh, Tucker said he's big, he's powerful, good eyes, good feet. Um, Yesterday he didn't finish his runs well, but they talked about it, and today he looked a lot better. He was finishing his runs, trying to fall forward, pushing through tackles, that kind of stuff. Obviously no pads yet. I don't think we get pads until sometime next week, and that's when we'll know more there. He also shouted out a freshman defensive tackle from California, Naim Rodman. Um, which is interesting because he's a freshman. There are some open spots on that defensive line. Uh, Tucker said he's a heavy-handed young man with a good balance and body control. He's been well coached, gives good effort, and he's in really good shape. Want to hear? Uh, Tucker also said that he expects to rotate the defensive line a lot. Uh, in that three-four scheme, there are three defensive linemen. He says he could see eight or nine guys getting in every game. That's interesting. Uh, Mustafa Johnson, you'd expect to be in almost every snap, really as much as he can handle based on his conditioning because he is so much more talented. uh, Well, maybe not just more talented, but talented and refined in his technique than these other guys. You have Jalen Sammy, who I really like, who is a freshman but could be a significant role player. He's very talented, but we just don't know what he's going to look like on the field because he hasn't played football in three seasons one more note uh something that i just thought was really interesting was that mel tucker said his one way that he evaluates whether a team is working hard is based on how their receivers block and how their cornerbacks tackle because those are things that aren't aren't the parts of the job that those guys get excited about you know receivers want to be running downfield catching balls that kind of stuff cornerbacks want to be locking guys down going for receptions it's this ugly part where you really see how bought in a team is um so that's just something to look out for and throughout the season i'd imagine that since he's said things like that that you know it's they're going to block and tackle, but you never really know. And Katie Nixon may said some stuff about that too. He said that he's been working a lot on his blocking and that's something that he really wanted to improve over this summer. And he wasn't asked, I mean, how do you feel about your blocking? Somebody said, uh, do you, what, what did you work on? What do you do want to improve? And he said my blocking and that just kind of fits the entire vibe of everything Katie Nixon told us that he, really is focused on the season he's cutting out things that he thinks he should cut out and he's doing more of the things they think will help him be a good football player and hopefully that shows up tomorrow and now I kind of want to get into that what we are looking for from this buff squad in our one real look at them on a football field before they take on the Rams on August 30th The number one thing for me is what is this offense? It's going to be really interesting to see because, I mean, we've heard that they're going to run some pistol, some shotgun, just like in Georgia. How much pistol is this going to be, you know, it's 70%. They're running, you know, almost like options out there. I mean, I'd assume we're going to see lots of RPOs. I think we're going to see more passes downfield. I think we're going to see lots of receivers split out wide. Um, not that that's a huge surprise. It's not like they were using a bunch of tight ends last year. That's another thing, though. How, how will they use the tight end? Will they be even on the field? Will they just be blockers? Will they be catching passes? And I think that uh, one guy in particular I'm really excited to see is Jalen Harris, the grad transfer from Auburn. He has one year of eligibility left. 64 255 um i mean pretty 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 highly rated prospect um we'll see whether he can give the offense just a little more juice in the middle of the field because i think that that's something that they could really use they they spent so much time trying to spl- stretch defenses laterally laterally throwing throwing the ball to the sidelines it seems like every time they pass the ball because even those few routes that weren't those screen passes the sidelines or bombs down the sidelines, they were, you know, a lot of comeback routes on the sidelines. So if he could give them a little more of a presence, keep, keep that defense central so that these receivers can spread out, that would be a good sign. I mean, Georgia also ran a very run heavy offense and, and I keep bringing up Georgia because offensive coordinator, uh, Jay Johnson, was a quality control coach at georgia last year he's coached at a bunch of different places it's his philosophies are probably an amalgamation of all of these different places he's been but i think they'll lean toward what he saw most recently especially because mel tucker picked him to come from the same school as him probably because he liked what he saw from that offense again all of this stuff could just be totally wrong but because Georgia ran the ball so much, used running backs by committee, just like Mel Tucker said he wants to see, I think that that means we'll see more of that. I think it means we'll see uh, the Buffs trying to run the ball at the middle. Mangum, like Mel Tucker said, is a big, big guy. And he, he's very athletic, too. But as a true freshman, he's 6'2", 215. That's, that's a big dude, and he's going to be tough to bring down. We'll see exactly how tough. I, I guess they. I don't think they have pads on tomorrow, but you know, it, this is just kind of our first chance to see what this offense looks like. Steven Montez says he's ready to run it. We'll see if that's the truth. I mean, we haven't been inside the fence. He could say whatever he wants to say, and we're kind of forced to believe him. Tomorrow will let us know for sure what exactly is going on there. Uh, whether he can make these reads downfield, whether he's going to have to make many reads at all. Maybe this is just a lot of RPO type stuff that will be simple for him. And we, I'd like to see him be challenged. I know that that probably... I mean, it might not be exactly what puts the Buffs in the best position to win because we don't know if Montez can handle it. But for Montez's sake, if if he wants to be an NFL quarterback... He needs to be able to run that stuff. And I want to see the Buffs give him a chance. Because if he really can do it with his arm, he's going to be drafted. And that's going to be the best way to use all of these receivers. And this is a spectacularly deep group of receivers. LaVisca Chenault. Katie Nixon, who sounds like he's coming back better than ever. Dimitri Stanley, the freshman. Troy Brown, who I guess has been... uh, Tony Brown, sorry. Not not Troy Brown, that's a totally different guy. Tony Brown, who... uh, flash today I mean the list keeps going Jalen Jackson's a speedy guy it's only a sophomore probably won't see much playing time but who knows there's there's a lot of options here we're going to get a first look at who's working with the ones um, and that's that's kind of a quick preview of what to expect from this offense on the defensive side of the ball a lot of the the scheme isn't really in question. Uh, Mel Tucker is going to run a lot a a defense very similar to what he ran at Georgia because that's that's what we know he knows that's what we've seen him run even when he was at Alabama before that they ran a very similar defense to what he ran at Georgia that's what's going to be it's not all that different from what Colorado has been running it's still that base three four but we've heard a lot about how it's going to be complex. Mustafa Johnson told me again yesterday that a lot of guys are moving around pre-snap. Let's see if they actually have that figured out or whether they might have trouble getting everybody in the spots early enough for the snap. Because that's the thing about moving around before the snap is that if, if, if it's a safety blitz, you have the safety set up 15 yards from the line of scrimmage and then right before he snaps he crashes down close so that he can get to the quarterback faster but if you wait back there too far that safety blitz isn't going to work because the quarterback is going to have plenty of time to get the ball out before the safety even gets there and then you just lost one guy in coverage that's all that happened it's it's great to bluff and show that you're doing something else but if you can't get everybody in position at the right time it leaves you open to be burned that's just one of the potential flaws in this. There could be miscommunications. There could be guys not playing the right zone and coverage. They could have guys blitzing when they aren't supposed to be. It's, it's going to be interesting to see if they're already on the same page. And that's the thing is that they still have another, what, 22 practices after tomorrow before their first game to get any of these issues ironed out. But... If they come out and they look like they know what they're doing, they're playing fast. They're moving around before the snap. Nate Landman is getting everybody in the right spots. That's that's going to be very promising for this team going forward. And that's mostly what I'm looking for. I'm interested to see the safeties. Um, Mark Perry in particular. Even Chris Miller, the cornerback. These are a couple young guys who are going to be asked to step up and play well in the secondary. So let's see if they can do it. They're young uh complex defenses are uh you know they're they're going to be easier for more experienced guys to pick up who've spent a few years playing college football and that actually reminds me one thing that I forgot to mention Katie Nixon loves this offense he said that he said that it reminds him a lot of the offense he ran in high school in DeSoto, Texas uh He went to high school with LaVisca Chenault. And so I haven't looked into what exactly the offense is. That's something that I'm hoping to dig into here soon, because I think that might be the best information we've actually gotten out of this program about what exactly this offense is. So that's something I'm planning on doing tonight. uh, Seeing what exactly the DeSoto high school football offense is, because it sounds like that's a lot like what the buffs are going to run. That's, that's a quick preview. Special teams, you know, I'm not too interested in, to be honest. It's, it's going to be Alex Kinney punting. It's going to be James Stefano kicking. Um, maybe there's a battle at Returner. That'll be a, some fun, but there's so many new schemes uh, that that's really what I'm interested in seeing more than, you know, punt-Returner battles. So it's going to be a lot of fun getting out there tomorrow, seeing the buffs on the field seeing what they can really do because that's what this is all about and then letting you guys know what i saw hopefully i'll see a couple of you guys out there let's take a quick break and then talk a little bit more about this offensive line what's up guys ryan konigsberg here and i gotta tell you about the blake street tavern it's my favorite sports bar in town as evidenced by the fact that we had our fantasy draft there it's where i watched super bowl 48 it's where i watched cu win a pac-12 basketball championship back in the day Uh, The Buffalo Chicken Wrap, you name it, they've got it. And the location is perfect. Just two blocks north of Coors Field, and they have parking. So go check out the Blake Street Tavern. So, I don't think I've actually mentioned this on the podcast, but Jake Moretti, um, an offensive lineman for the Buffs, medically retired this week. Uh, It's kind of an interesting thing because... We actually got a question that I didn't get to from when we were looking at Twitter questions about Jake Moretti to say, you know, what do we expect from him um, because he is going through the injury issues. So Moretti committed to Ohio State, but tore his ACL and then decided instead to go to CU. Uh, He was the Buffs' top recruit and. Uh, there there was a lot of hype around him. It would have been great if Moretti would have been able to play this year or even just down the road. But that's not going to happen. And I, it, I think that that's something that a lot of people kind of expected. So I, ca- I want to talk through who I expect to see on the Buffs offensive line for the opening game of the season. I think that the tackles are set. I think that Arlington Hambright, the senior transfer from Oklahoma State, is going to be the left tackle. I think that William Sherman, sophomore, who was honorable mention Pac-12 last year as a true freshman, uh, will be your right tackle. I think that those jobs are pretty much locked up. Those are two big, long, athletic guys who have some upside. I think that there's a lot of potential for them to be a a very good tackle duo in the Pac-12. I don't think that they'll have much competition. The only question is whether William Sherman stays at left tackle or whether Arlington Hambright takes that from him and as of right now I think that Hambright will be the left tackle just because he's more experienced and that's what he played last year and they'll probably want to keep him in the same spot again not totally sure about that at center I think you're pretty safe with uh, Tim Linott he's a senior he was one of the better pieces on the offensive line for the Buffs last season At right guard, I believe. Yeah, it was right guard. And he's moved into center. I think that he probably has that spot locked up. He could be a plus player there. Not just a role player in 2019, but a guy who you're pretty excited about having there. The questions are really at guard. I think that the outsides of your line, the middle of your line is set up. It's those guard spots where we aren't totally sure. It would make sense for Colby Purcell to start because he started all 12 games last season at center as a true freshman. Um, he got flipped with line on. I'm not sh- exactly sure why they did that, but I'd assume that they have a good reason for it. Um, I think Purcell takes one of those jobs. Um, there is a decent chance that somebody else will grab one, fr- grab it from him. But then at the other guard spot, that's it's honestly kind of a toss-up you have guys like Kerry kutch who uh was a juco transfer and appeared in 12 games last season i mean you you have casey roddick who's a redshirt freshman who uh is a, a decent prospect uh jack Shutak uh in the spring is a walk-on transfer Uh, he got, he got some reps with the starters. I think it probably comes down to those three for the other starting guard spot, but it's tough to say which one of them will get it. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to watch practice tomorrow and see what these rotations look like. I doubt they're going to just have the same group of starting linemen, uh, throughout all of the drills. I think they will rotate guys in. But we can get a sense of what that rotation looks like, who's getting the most opportunities, and kind of go from there. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting just because I think either of the tackles, I think there's a good chance both the tackles end up being very good. Uh, Tim Linot at center, I think he could end up being good. The guards, a little more questionable, but you have a couple guys with some experience um but at the end of the day I think you still have to say it's five question marks any of these guys could end up being problems on the offensive line any of the five really could be plus players players you're excited to have on the line so we'll get to see exactly what that looks like next or tomorrow and I'm excited to bring that to you Uh, I think that's all I have for you guys today. Again, if you have any questions, leave them in the uh, uh, comment section of today's post. It'll be called something like uh, BSN Buffs Podcast. Uh, Katie Nixon is focused on playing football, Something, something like that. Find it on the BSN website, go down to the comment section, leave your comment, uh, whether it's a question, whether it's a thought you have, whether it's your projection for the offensive line, you know, anything, leave it in there and we'll talk about it on the podcast on Monday. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to head out to Boulder tomorrow to see some football. Hopefully I'll run into a couple of you guys there. I'd love to say hi, Uh, hit me up on Twitter if you're around uh, or uh, I don't know. Just find me. You can find me. We have the internet now. Uh, Henry at BSN Denver.com is my email. Um, that's it for today. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Uh, stay tuned to BSN Denver.com where we're having camp notes every single day, breaking down the top storylines, a couple other bigger stories when something's going on. That's worthy, worthy of a bigger story. Uh, that's it for today. Bye guys.
2: 180 speeding past competition See you later, baby, baby. Colorado army yeah. with soldiers like the Navy yeah. and boaters where we station patiently awaiting Boy. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging, As the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes. <laughs> I can tell that you're afraid uh-huh. Cause you know we finna Get hit ya Hit ya, Hit, ya, hit ya. Hey, hey You on your own now Why you watchin' the official Check. You just better Hope you make it to the next whistle God. And we ain't playing. Bow to Colorado Buffalo, Right back, blind side blindside, flatline, no revival. Get them bust, get them bust, mess them up, we say we got em. If we don't, then we'll get them. When we see them, then we I add they on. like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in it play. I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get them bust with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag. Colorado swag, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado think they like my Colorado Sway. Cause when a minute play, I don't really know just how to act. And when a minute go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly Gillibus, when my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, I think they like, I think they like my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, man, I swear, I think they like. My Colorados way.